The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. Stay tuned. Hey there, true believers. Todd McFarlane unleashed his signature creation, Spawn, in 1992. In doing so, he created the most successful independent comic book in history. Adding collaborations with industry giants Alan Moore, Frank Miller, Tony Daniel, and Grant Morrison, and Spawn's future as a legend was sealed. We cover the first storyline of Spawn plus a lot more awesomeness following these important messages. To fight injustice, to right that which is wrong, and to serve all mankind. I can't get over this. So the only thing left to say, of course, is the one obvious thing. Excelsior! Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Hey, hey, happy Tuesday, everybody. You, you, yeah, Let me start that again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're watching Splash Pages. We got an awesome show scheduled for you today. That's all, folks. Velvet Joker, how's it going, my friend? Started. It's going well. Well, I think it's going well. We're having technical difficulties. Feels glitching already. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gotta clock me on the head. Drew, how's it going? It's fine. Are you okay? No, I'm not. I knew it. Uh, okay, we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff today, but before we get into that, I want to know, how are you guys doing? How's life treating you? You guys reading anything good? Okay. Everything's okay. Hey. It was my birthday. My birthday passed. That is awesome. Yes. And half a century. And, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I had a wonderful meal, home-cooked meal made for me. Nice. Mm-hmm. I had some delicious edibles. And uh, a lovely chocolate cake uh, accompanied by fresh raspberries. Was, was the chocolate cake also uh, part of the edible family or was it just... Uh... No, 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 no. It was That's a legit a, question. It was Whole Foods. <laughs> oh, okay. Triple chocolate oh, cake. Dear oh, God. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy went in. There's still a little bit left in the fridge. So after the show, I'm going to be polishing half of that off. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. That's yeah. that's that that guy knows what he's talking about right there. It's I don't know about that. You know, yeah, a good time right. was had by all. Well, I'm very happy for you. Sounds like you had a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Drew, you took a little vacation. Yep, went to Lake Placid for a couple of days. Swam in a couple of lakes. Kayaked. 
uh, didn't capsize, did not see a single gigantic gator, uh, and climbed up a mountain and then ended up on the wrong side of it, so had to walk back. So that was wow. an overall 10, 10 mile walk that I oh, like to not have to deal with. Yeah, no. View was great, but that walk back kind of killed some of that enthusiastic glow. Uh, yes, but it was much needed. And now I'm back, and the universe is like, oh, you had a little break? Hello, break. All the things you need to get done. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, <laughs> God, kill me. Uh, uh, Angela um, says hi, everybody. There, Mr. Leo. Uh, doing okay. And uh, Drew, I totally get you. You know, you take a little time off and then you come back and it's just like everything just hits you, hits you all at once. Uh, you know, it's, um, I'm taking a little time off myself, just a little staycation and, uh, just, uh, trying to decompress a little bit cause work's been a bit stressful, but it's, uh, yeah. Other than that, doing, uh, doing okay. How's the ticker? Ticker's great. Yeah. It's, uh, no, no chest pain. Uh, so it's, uh. I'm, uh, I finished taking my blood thinners, so I don't have to worry about like bleeding out if I like cut myself and, uh, but I'm still on the, uh, it's the low presser. It like keeps my heart rate at like a constant, like 60 something. It, it, it's magical stuff. It's crazy. So, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I'm doing great. Drew, you missed an incredible, incredible interview that we did with Bob <laughs> the other day. Oh, how was it? That was it, it was 15, 20 minutes of Bob Levy, and the rest was the Leo Pond show. Oh, wow. It was all Leo. We have no idea, Drew. Leo is the snake master. Whoa. He's a just just imagine him spinning double full sized axes at snakes. Wow. That this My this God. is our captain. That's uh, you, you, you just put behind all those Star Wars toys is, 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 a, is a man of mystery and darkness. You uh, know? I, I tried so hard to keep the, the show on schedule, but Ben and you kept on, you know, bringing it towards the snakes. And it was just. Uh, they loved it. Everyone loved it. it was oh, yeah. Awesome. It did turn into a great show. And I, I, I definitely took a lot of heat, but I enjoyed it. But uh, yeah, Drew, you didn't know I, I lived in a snake infested house for a bit. No, yeah. there's still so many things I don't know about either of you, besides the fact that you're nerds and that somehow you wanted me on this show. That's the only two things I needed to know. Uh, but as we go along, naturally, like all superhero comics, the stories will evolve and intersect. And eventually we might. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. What is what, Leo? Why? OK, some people hang Christmas lights. Some people hang hang uh, uh confetti and yeah. and 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 uh the stuff from the rafters you hang snakes no i know? that that oh, is that, where i i beheaded it you behead okay what did you watch the movie anaconda and decide that suddenly that was your life you know okay so so Nobody lived in this house for quite some time. It was our old farmhouse, and uh, the snakes okay, grew well, to. What were you? Whoa, 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 whoa. What were you what? doing there? It, it was my family's old farmhouse, and okay. uh, I moved back from Florida. And uh, <laughs> Angela what? says it was a warning to the other snakes. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, well, did you did you did you lose a bet? Is that why you came back? No, it, it was feel, it, like. It, were you searching for buried treasure? I just don't understand. Like they start horror movies off well, like this, Leo. You know, uh, my my life took a little downturn back in 2012, and uh, I was actually 
Uh, you know, very thankfully my mom let me stay in the old farmhouse, but essentially I was like homeless for a little bit and it was, uh, Uh you know, just, uh, the, yeah, I came back and, uh, just the, the, the house was infested with snakes and, uh, the history also Leo is what you're omitting is that you grew up with this. Yes. Dad would throw gasoline down holes to burn snakes out so you've lived with these snakes oh yeah yeah there, there was always there was always a snake issue uh but because... Drew, look at this drew see this is leo he has lived through nightmares there's a well in the back full of uh-huh. snakes leo uh, uh drew full okay. of snakes a well no, imagine no, a no. well filled with fucking snakes no, that size. I, I can believe that. I've seen Indiana Jones. I've seen an entire chamber full of snakes. Here's my question to you, Leo. And this is a question of intelligence right now. Why the fuck would you take something that could be dangerous and light it on fire? Okay, okay. I did not light it on fire. Okay, no, so, no, no, so, no, so, so hold on. Was it was my dad. Okay, okay so okay. what happened was we, you know, growing up, there was a, uh, uh, and if you want more of the story, definitely tune in to, to the interview no, from last week. Oh, but, no, I will. Okay, so, I'm... so okay, so there was, um, there, he found a, a nest of copperheads, and, <laughs> you know, he wanted to get rid of them, so he, he poured gasoline down the snake holes, and then ignited it, and uh, there was snakes coming up, twisting, all caught on fire. And... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't deal with this. Uh, I can never get enough of this story, and we need to put Leo Pond, Snake Master. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leo. So, so when I moved back, so, so rat snakes will actually eat a copperhead, and the house was, you know, the whole area was actually, you know, there's plenty of rat snakes everywhere, so there's no, not really no copperheads in the area. But there, the, I don't know if there was a nest underneath the house or whatever, but the house was infested. I was killing about a dozen a summer. Um, a summer what? A summer day? A summer? Well, throughout, like... the, throughout the summer, you know, whenever I heard them rustling about, I'd hunt them down and I'd dispatch of them. He would dispatch them? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, with an axe. Leo is the best there is at what he does. Okay, okay. There are so many things I need to say right now, and you need to you need to hear all of them. Number one, why the fuck would you take something that's dangerous that can kill you or that has fangs, okay, and light it on fire? Okay, we learned this in arachnophobia. There's one thing more dangerous than a killer spider from Venezuela. It's a killer spider that's on fire. Okay, number two. Okay, where were the adults? Because who let Leo go around with an axe just chopping off snakes? Okay, like you know, oh, Leo wakes up, puts on his pants, eats a bowl of Wheaties. What the hell? Like, well, you know. Okay, so so. When I moved back from Florida, I, I didn't no, know. No, 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 okay. no. I don't need the origin story. Save it for the comic, okay? okay. What I need to understand here is yeah. very simple: is that among the many skills that you have, nerd boy, okay, you can now add snake killer to oh, one. Yeah. Are you going to be an indie five now, protecting snake assassin, snake assassin? Snake I'm is... sorry, snake assassin. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I just, I just, I need to understand and clarify this because I feel some of our viewers who maybe have not been around long enough to deal with our idiocracy need to understand this. So what you're telling me, besides the fact that today I already heard Chris's Spider Gwen sex. Oh yeah, I'm that's that's oh my god, never getting out of my head. Yeah. Um, 
and 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 now Leo Pond Snake Wrangler, like like uh, like Rich Rich Rich, what do you got? Like I'm I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I'm a clown. I'm just a simple clown. Oh my god. I have a good time. I just I oh my god. I I'm I'm astounded. I feel like I have to like do something really crazy now, like get in a fight with a dancing bear. Like, like we've created this, this, this dumb one-upmanship of stupidity, and it's fantastic. <laughs> like, like well, what, what? If you want, I'm sure the snakes are still there. I can no, let you. No, no. Stay in First the house course, for a bit. I am not scared of snakes. Okay. If you were talking about killing spiders, I'm marting down okay. that farmland is never going there because that's Look, just that nightmares. farmland is for sale, Drew. We need to film the greatest <laughs> horror movie of all time. What is it? So instead of snakes on a plane, it's snakes on the land. Snakes, snakes on snakes in the house. Snakes, snakes in, in the, the house. house. Yeah. <laughs> the nerdy boogaloo. Yeah. Um, Leo there with two axes. Get these goddamn motherfucking snakes out of my goddamn motherfucking house. It, it's going to be like Zombieland, but with snakes. He's just going to be Tallahassee. He's just, you know, hold on. All right. Snake killing time, bitches. Uh, okay. Can we? Okay. Thank you. That was a wonderful. Ten- I, I have nothing else. Anything I have in my life right now is not important right now. That. That was important. Thank you, Rich, for addressing that. Thank I'm you. Glad I, I'm glad I was able to bring it along just a little bit further, Leo. I'm I'm sorry about it, your personal child trauma. It's okay, but it's so fucking entertaining. I can't stop myself. <laughs> well, I, I'm no. gl- I'm glad I entertain you, and you know, it's it's uh, as long as everybody enjoys the story, you know, it's uh, yeah. And and I have great respect for you now. I would never fuck with you. That's for sure. Yeah, because it gives you. You're gonna. It's gonna be like uh, the Godfather. Instead of a instead of a, a, a horse head in the bed, it's just gonna be a bunch of goddamn snakes. Yeah, copperhead yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and what, what's what's that big black rat snake? Big. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You're gonna have all that, and it, you know, Pon sends his regards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, instead of the horse head, we could do the the bull head. You know, from. Uh, that's right, because the bull that that dragged you along the farm as well. Yeah. But... Oh my God, no! <laughs> Save it for the next episode, please. Oh my! Okay. You didn't hear that story either. No, I didn't. No, no. You, you all right, all right. Give... Another time. Another time. Another, another time, time. Another time. Another because, time. Because we have to talk about Spawn. Brumalo's pick, the great Todd McFarlane's. Oh my God. Spawn. Well, before Thank we you. before we get into that. Uh, oh no. Yeah, we, 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 we need to travel, uh, you know, back to 1992. Right. Uh, magic. We, we have a little magic. Here we go. Let's do this. Okay, you know what time it is. It's time to get this sucker up to 88 miles per hour and travel back in time. Picture it, Sicily, 1992. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so in 1992, a young Leo Pond was graduating tech school certified in electronics. Presidents Bush and Yeltsin proclaim an end to the 45-year Cold War. And very sad, Johnny Carson leaves The Tonight Show after 20 years. The compact disc surpasses cassette tapes as the medium as we all switch to CD. No more getting the pencil out trying to fix the tape. Damn, that sucked. Uh, Okay, so a text-based web browser is made available to the public. And a 16-year-old Tiger Woods is the youngest player ever to play in the PGA. He missed a cut, but we all know how that played out. 
Also, movie tickets cost about $4.15. In 1992, we paid that price to go see Michael Keaton suit up again in Batman Returns. But you know what? We all really know what we went to go see. We went to go see Michelle Pfeiffer dress up in that leather cat suit. Mr. Pink told us, I don't tip because society says I have to. I don't tip because society says I have to. And Quentin Tarantino's hit, The Reservoir Dogs, absolutely loved that movie. Also that year, we saw Lethal Weapon 3, Home Alone 2, and Aliens 3, a slew of sequels that kind of sucked. In television history, Batman the Animated Series. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. You're watching The Dorkening. And X-Men the Animated Series both debuted. Also, we laughed to Matt about you and Ab Fab. Also, us dorks really needed to see Highlander every week. Absolutely loved that show. And if you were a kid in 1992, Saturday mornings were still a thing. You were able to watch Captain N, the Game Master, Slimer, and the Real Ghostbusters, Alf Tales, California Raisins, Camp Candy, Beetlejuice, and The Karate Kid. Well, I hope you enjoyed that little travel back to 1992. We have refueled Mr. Fusion, set our time circuits to 2021, and we are now back. I want to thank you all for indulging my uh, my inner Sophia, and uh, uh, you know I hope you got a kick out of this. But here we go. We're going to talk about Spawn. Okay, I so, uh, I apologize. That, that was, was very fantastic. Cheesy. Man, uh, it was a bit cheesy. I want one every week. Oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm sorry. Time, time, time jumps. Oh, Ready? yeah. Uh, Jeremy says, damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> hey, listen, I was dealing with Angela. She was like, Drew, it's too much for Drew. And I'm like, yes, it was. Yeah. The, the snake, snake wrangler pond over here. Yeah. Um, all right. So it's funny, actually, because I was going to do for spawn i was actually going to do a little uh, sophia intro so oh go for it okay hold on so hi i'm drew and let me take you back to 1992 a distant land in comics picture marvel studios a bunch of talented artists are tired of doing work and getting little recognition while the characters that they help create make super money and they say where's our cut and marvel's like nope your work for hire. You don't get shit, okay? But what we give you. And they're like, nay. But not horses, nay. They decide they want more. So they decide to form a company of their own. And they take their talent and they become image comics. Because, you know, it's got to have comics in it. <laughs> and one of those people is Todd McFarlane. You probably know him as one of the guys who made Spider-Man look extra cool with the big arms and the webbing under the armpits and, you know, webbing that looked kind of like spaghetti, but as webbing. Jeremy, the week was wonderful. Thank you for asking. But back to my story. And then he decided he had a vision. He was going to take his character Venom, make it from hell, and give it a cape. And he was going to call it Spawn. And here we are. Well done. Well done. Ah. Yes, thank you. Bravissimo. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Having met Todd, I can say one thing. That man is definitely Canadian. <clears throat> so... Oh, he is Canadian. Uh, yes, he is. Hey, you can know because God does. He always talk about hockey in these comics. <gasps> so, uh, Spawn. Yes. Spawn, Spawn, Spawn. I will say this. Spawn has always been one of my top 10 favorite comic book characters. And I can't get enough. And I've got, and it's funny because I've been, I've been teased a little bit by some of my friends um, for that because they're not fans of McFarlane and whatnot. Get that out of here. Um, but I love Spawn. 
I, I mean, it very much is a, a character of the 90s. You know, um, this was an age of, I believe they described this as the 90s was an age of excess. Okay, everything was extra grunge. Everything was you had to have more. The shoulder pads, bigger. The guns, bigger. The sh uh, 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 the pouches, more. Are they full of anything? Who knows? You never know, but you got the pouches for it. Don't forget, you, you got know? the pants, the sh parachute pants. They were, well, oh, yeah. that, yeah. that was more 80s, though. It was... Yeah, but, but they tried. And then you had, you know, <gasps> oh. everybody's super buff, and the women are super thin to the point where, like, that is not humanly possible. Um, and then Spawn is just the best representation. I mean, if you look at him, chain, uh, chains, capes, um, the colors, just the style, everything. It's so 90s, but it's just great. So, you know, and then especially the character is allowed to evolve. I mean, he's still published today. I mean, how many 90s characters are still going today? And they're still essentially being written by their creator. I mean, I think the only one I can think off the top of my head that's still doing that is again another image character of savage dragon by eric larson yeah you know he's still doing it you know and that's impressive because you know that's a long time so um but i know i'm not the only fan i know rich uh, said that he read these way back in that heyday yes so it's um, great to redo it i uh last night i spent uh two plus hours reading the first two trade paperbacks to refresh my memory mm -hmm. and uh just Boy, just some of the splash pages are just so beautiful. I mean, his art on, on in this comic book is just phenomenal. Yeah, totally. Like, and it's like some, some like looking back on it, some are like, ah, but like some of the images are just so good. Like he just drew brooding characters so well. Like just this image right here, look at that. That detail is gorgeous, you know? Um, and it's just so amazing because you think about this, like, yeah, you've had characters like ghostwriter or others making deals with their version of the devil huh, mephisto but this one is this is a legit demon this guy sold his soul to go back to the land of living for his wife you know there's something noble about it and it's just again it's just so good so i don't i i i, I mean i could gush the entire time but the, but you two are here so you know i don't want to just hear myself talk absolutely and it was leo's first time ever reading this Yes. yes. So, so I have like the first three issues, and I must have read them back in '92 when I first got them. Uh, mm -hmm. But I haven't touched Spawn since. Um, okay. But yeah, you know. So basically, going into this as a first read, absolutely fucking loved it. Uh, just Todd McFarlane's art just adds just another dimension to it that it, it, it's it's intangible. You know, it, it, it's mm -hmm. it's hard to explain, but it just you know, his art adds to the story itself. I mean, the, the writing was great to begin with, but just, you know, his, his artwork, every panel just, you know, tells so much. It's just friggin' amazing. It, it very much has a cinematic kind of move to it. Yeah. You know, everything is very concise and everything. And he, like, he, he really does unconventional uh, use of it and Jeremy, I totally agree. Like, I cannot recommend to anyone who's a Spawn fan the HBO series in the '90s was brilliant. Yeah, uh, Jeremy says uh, talk about an amazing transition from comic to animation. And uh, 100%. A Angela says I only have the comics uh, that are Angela and Spawn. Still great, Angela. Still great. Your namesake is still great. 
So, um, yeah, it's just awesome. Like this first thing, he literally saves a woman from essentially being raped, prop most likely beaten, raped, and then killed. And he he ends up, she ends up cradling him. Like it's such a thing that you don't see in Supergirl. I mean, you're used to seeing the hero, buff, bad, bad guy. And no thanks needed, ma'am, away. Like this guy is still putting together his life. Well, his afterlife in this case. Um, but like, yeah. And in these scenes here, you know, at, at this point in the beginning, he has very limited only flashes of his memory. But the most uh, vivid thing is the image of his wife, mm-hmm. uh, which is on the left-hand panel. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the hell she is. It, I think that's a, a great storytelling element uh, uh, as well, because you know, we're learning about the character at the same time he's relearning his life. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just amazing. And, and then you had these, these news casters. It was a really great way to talk about current events going on from my perspective. And you just had, wonderfully, at CNN, you had uh, E, and then you had the, the last guy who is always one of my favorites because every time you saw him, he's always on a different network because he's so unafraid of what he's saying that you assume he got fired and rehired somewhere else well like, he, he could be like uh like an analyst that well nowadays like one analyst like sticks to a, a news thing but you know he could have been like a an analyst or an expert jumping from station to station Where, I, I th- yeah but i think todd said that that that's kind of what he was trying to go for i mean either way it's still great yeah um, Jeremy says the, the villains vi- were true villains in the first few issues, like really evil, evil dudes. Oh, yeah. I mean, especially like within the first three issues, not only do you establish a lot of the major players, but you establish one of the, the most iconic villains Spawn ever had. You have the clown, the violator. Violator. You have him, and then you have Malbolgia, who, you know, you think is a pretty big deal. And then as Spawn goes along, you realize that he is but one demon in hell. Uh, the Violator, that was John John Leguizamo in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yes. Although, I got to say, I think the Violator in the HBO series was 100% scarier and just so much more of an asshole. But, um, like, like, look at this guy. Like, he just can't shut the fuck up. He just can't, he does not want to hear himself talk. And, I, and you got to admire him because, you know, you'd think, oh, let me just kick the, this fat tubby clown's ass. And then he does his thing, and they're like, oh, I, I withdraw the statement. Um, like, like, And then this is just typical comics. I mean, how many times have you seen Daredevil do the same goddamn pose on a cross, you know? Mm-hmm. Brooding comic book character. So, But not with chains and a living cape. True story. And then you got viol- you know, the Violator here, you know, pulling people's hearts out um, like, a, like a true monster. Uh, I mean, look at that thing. That is just gross. Yeah, Angela, totally fine the series. Honestly, you cannot... I'm sorry, anytime I hear Spawn... Like, don't matter, Michael J. White did a great job as Spawn. Yeah, he did. As a, despite limitations. But Keith David as the voice of, of Al and Spawn, I still hear it. Like, oh my God, he just nailed it. That 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 the way that he can be serious but pissed um he yeah exactly look at that look at that isn't that gorgeous so leo we need to add that to the library i can do that uh angela just so you know it's on hbo uh seasons one two and three yep the first one is still the best 
Um, because the the second and third one, they start to deviate a little bit. But the first one is literally, I'd say, the first four or five issues. Actually, normally I like the first six. Because it, do- it deals with, you, you see Billy Kincaid, Sam and Twitch, and you see Overkill. So, oh yeah, this. <laughs> he freaks out. It's yeah, he's still exploring his powers, and then he thinks he's like, "Let me, let me transmute myself." Yeah, just I'll just go back and meet my wife. And he looks at next page. Yeah, next page. He just looks at himself, and he says, <laughs> "Definitely flip the next page." Leo. Yeah, it's like holy crap! I'm white. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'll take th- seeing things that could not be done now in comics for two hundred, Alex. Thank you. Um, and then you, you can't, I'm sorry. Like I've seen cop couples, like cop duos before. Few people are better than Sam and Twitch. I mean, Sam is just the tubby, no nonsense, says whatever. And then Twitch is just the thin, just, yes, you know, again, it's another relationship that's just perfectly done in the uh in the animated series you know it, it just hit me uh do you think sam and max were based off of sam and twitch you know it wouldn't surprise me yeah. you know because it kind of makes sense but um yeah you know and then and then another thing and rich you know you've read this like like the pacing is great like you get everybody's story moving at the same time you know but it, it, it all works you know what and, I mean? Like, and there's a lot going on in those ten issues. There's a lot of things that are happening. Yeah, you know, everyone gets established. You see how everyone is connected, and it's it's great. Um, and 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 oh my God, Billy Kincaid. Yeah, that yeah. guy. I'm sorry. It, I I don't know if it was the way. I don't like. First things first. This first fight with Violator and Spawn was just awesome. You know, um, I mean, right to the point where he rips Spawn's heart out, and it's just like he's holding it, and and Spawn is like, okay, let's try this again. And Violator's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said you could do this? Like he has such disdain for humans. You know. Um, oh yeah, than this. Oh God! <laughs> Let me yeah. introduce you to my Caucasian friend. <laughs> yeah, hey, um, and then they they literally made that a thing. Like everything was always explained in Spawn, which is something I like because then everyone was just like, "Oh yeah, that thing." We never got went back to that. Everything's explained. You didn't have to like it, but they did explain like, "Oh, why was why would Spawn suddenly turn into someone else when he's trying to go back to Wanda?" Oh well, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything for you guys because you got to keep reading. But um, yeah, like this. He he spazzes naturally, um, and then you have Violator come in. It's like, oh, let me show you some stuff. Oh, you know, and then yeah, like look at that. And then you have like the best moment. Respawn is like, yeah, let me. It's my turn. And he's he's missing his heart, man. Look at that page. That is just gorgeous. That's insane, right? Look how beautiful that is. You know. And yeah. then, and then, not happy about that at all. No, he's not. And then, like, and then the entire fight is essentially it could just be straight up carnage, which is as it turned into. And then Malbolgia himself shows up, and it's just like, okay, you two are both acting like children. So Daddy's here to to spell this out for you, dumbasses. And I was like, wow, like, like, look at that, like the action just 
moves you know so well but i'm i'm sorry i feel like like there were a lot of villains in spawn but very few i have to be in rich i agree with you very few have freaked me out the way billy kincaid did like dear god that man just like i don't know if it was the way todd drew him or just his story but yo that freaked me out. all of it was it, it, it's it's the stuff of nightmares it yeah. really is it's the pedophile killer uh, also insane. Also, how funny is that that um that the violator gets punished but he can't turn back and he's just bitching and spawn just like <laughs> spawn just like okay I'm just gonna leave your fat ass here to just deal with it. You know? Like it's just so good. Thank you, Angela. It's gorgeous. Yeah, Todd Todd did not uh, really abstain from he wasn't very much a, a man of few words. His stuff was very text heavy. I mean, I still think the person who uses the most text in any panel was Brian Michael Bendis, but you know, but um, yeah, Jesus, this yeah, looks the amount of text just on that page alone. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> Billy's face, you know. But it moved, you know, it moved well because it gave you all information. But yeah, this shit, Billy's, oh god, you know, you know, it kind of reminded me of. Do you guys remember? You guys read Dark Knight Returns, right? Yeah. Do you remember how like like the, the Joker was clearly still insane? But everybody's like, no, no, he's fine. He's cured. Yeah, we're going to take him on talk shows. And it all backfired. It's literally what I thought here. Like, oh, I felt so, like, you know why it's so creepy? It's because anytime it has to do with kids, there's yeah. just that extra level of creep. Like, yeah, he's, he's got like a collage here of little kids' fingers that he just glued to a piece of paper. Oh, no, that, see, that was creepy. But when the makeup, that got me. I was like, oh, that, I'm sure he's yeah. wearing the kids' hair. I was like, no. And then you, and then, and then you have that juxtaposed with cyan and i'm just like oh my god like oh god why you know um and then you had the drunks you know like you yep. just enjoy, you just enjoy that that became spawn's kind of surrogate family yeah yeah you're hanging out with the uh the homeless guys mm -hmm. yeah they, there's some funny moments there yeah but and then and then that that, that you had the connection that spawn that the kincaid was a spawn like unfinished business and he remembered it and he was like okay I, I gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta wipe this off of my ledger you know and it's just it's one killer versus like killer and like geez like this creeped me out but like i i don't know like that that image right there mm -hmm. i think still haunts me i had that toy for quite a while i sold it just two years ago oh really they, uh, it looks exactly like that it's his big fat bloated body just chained yeah. up with ice cream pops coming out of his mouth and i mean oh, wow. you know the best part is that that literally that that moment right there just changed everything for sam and twitch because that literally drew them right into uh spawns like warpath it's crazy yeah, drew and the, then, the line of beautiful toys that came out of this series oh, oh yeah just Oh, it's just phenomenal. I, I never owned a single one, but I've like always wanted to just have one Spawn figure. It was just so hard for me to choose which one. Yeah, they're amazing. Uh, I you do. Um, so when, when this came out, I was working at a video game store, and we mm -hmm. started getting in all the Spawn toys. Right. And I picked up a couple, uh, and I still have two of them. Um I do have Spawn. He's like uh, in a kneeling pose with his cape flowing and like the chain. It, it was crazy at the time, like an actual real chain. And then right. there was this uh, green guy that had, um, he looked like the Hulk. He was all green and he had these like um, metal things coming out of his head, like octopus type stuff. Mm -hmm. 
from Spawn. It, it was a McFarlane character. I don't know if it was from Spawn or not. Okay, because cool, because it's because it, I'm thinking like they're. Like, I'll come back to that because that's that's it. But then you know what's so crazy is I don't know if you guys know this, but there was um, Stan Lee used to do this thing where he'd have like a talk show and he had artists on every once in a while. And they would talk about things that were in characters and whatnot. There was an episode where it was it was Todd, Stan, and Rob Liefeld. And they essentially created Overkill, like then and there. I'm sure you could look it up on YouTube and watch it. It is the craziest thing because like you watch it and you're like, okay, so this guy gets to meet Stanley, but he still can't draw feet. Like like the justice in the world. I mean, don't get me wrong, feet are horrible to draw. But like Jesus, um, yeah. But but Rob and it's Stan kind of like had the idea. This guy, but it's not green. I I was off on the Creech. Uh, okay, who? He's called Creech. Oh yeah, he's from. I th- I think I know. Yeah, it's a later storyline. I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Overkill, like just great. Again, another villain in the Spawn series. Um, like the mafia would have their own personal cyborg, right? Oh, yeah, why not? They, yeah, and, and then this guy here, Tony Twist. I don't know if you know this, but um, there you go, Angela. I'm glad you do. Um, Malbolge in a box, demon in a box. That's pretty funny. Um, Tony Twist was uh, there was a uh, there was a lawsuit because um, there's a Canadian hockey player whose name is essentially kind of that. And he sued Todd for the likeness. And I think he won out of court. Um, so be careful when you base uh, your characters off real people, kids. Because someone might sue you. Change their name more. Indeed. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, this scene was cool. He's just killing bums. Yeah. He's just killing bums. And before you know it, he was like, yeah, your friend's dead. Like, who sent you? Go for it's also interesting in this series that they they drop advertising for their other shows. Like they talk about the the what the uh, the Wildcats and mm-hmm. the, the uh, Young Bloods. A uh, Young yep. Bloods. I apologize. Young Bloods and uh, they, uh, they, they, they Yep, they mentioned Savage Dragon. Yeah. Um. So he's really trying to erect the world um across all those platforms. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and and it's and it's funny because Overkill. Uh, apparently was a young bloods villain like they referenced that that he fought them and he thought spawn was one of them right so you know the whole time and you gotta admit like there's only like spawn was outnumbered like he got lucky that when he damaged overkill that it messed up his sensors because because originally he was like yeah i i can't use more of my power i'm gonna go back to hell but this guy's gonna fucking kill me but he got lucky do you remember um or do you know the history rather did those all did those come out before Spawn? Did they kind of come out at the same time? What was the time frame of that? You know, I'm not really sure to be kind of honest, Rich, because there was a lot of back and forth there because they they meant it all to be uh, one consecutive universe, but they had a lot of problems with delays. Like um, I know comic books trouble with delays. Hmm. Um, because like like uh, Jim Lee's Wildcats had a little bit of an inconsistent schedule, and then uh, the Young Bloods the same thing. So there was a lot going on, and they were always trying to tie it into each other. Like like there would be other characters, Young Bloods and whatnot, tied in. Um, I want to say that they were all trying to come out around the same time to just establish this new continuity because they all took place in the same world. Mm-hmm. You know, Wildcats, Young Bloods, Savage Dragon. It was all image. It was all one universe. 
you know, it was, you know, eventually it kind of did its own thing. Um, well, this was new in, well, I think Image was around, but this is sort of like when they, they had an influx of uh, mm-hmm. creators uh, from Marvel, right? Yeah, it was, they're all Marvel people. And it was just so crazy because like some of those were this, like, again, I we can list so many of those original Marvel people. And I, I guarantee most of them ended up working on Spawn. You know, you had Eric Larson. Yeah, I think Rob Liefeld did some covers or pinups. Same with Jim Lee, um, Mark Silvestri, all of these top-notch talent that were just tired of being freelancers and getting nothing for their characters. Yeah, and then this was awesome. Like, Spawn loads up. He basically has enough... uh, He basically has enough uh, firepower to take down, like, a small army. And he just levels Overkill. Like, holy shit, he just levels them. And he even does it without his mask. Like, look at that. That That is insane. Gorgeous. Wraps left. Oh, yeah. Like, that's one way to say the mob. Like, okay, I'm still standing. You're, it's like Rorschach. He's like, your move. I'm still standing better than I ever did. <laughs> and he takes his Feeling face, like right? Survivor. Feeling like a little kid. Sorry, my little <laughs> Billy Joel homage. Sorry. <laughs> Billy Joel. Elton John. Elton, Elton John. John, I am sorry. See? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but um, no, this is just great. Like, and just you know, what I like it's just it's just a fun comic. Like, it's serious or not. But then I swear, like Todd took the best direction. Then he had all these guest creators. I mean, this issue is still one of my favorites because of the it's Alan Moore defining Spawn's hell. Like, amazing the the, the way that they did it. You know, and we continue the story of Billy Kincaid. I mean, look at this. He looks he looks terrifying. You know, he's like the he's like the scariest hunter gatherer in the world. And he says it's you know? nice knowing you can still kill things when you're dead. That's fucked up. Mm-hmm. And then again, we saw each one, and he and it just it's so effortless. I mean, this is Alan Moore we're talking about. So you know, right. it was so crazy just seeing we're still going through hell. You know, just diff, the different levels. You know, like these faux angels. You know, and and this image. I mean, this girl's practically naked. Yeah, she's that that that's that's a European bathing suit at best. You know. <clears throat> like I don't know what that's called, but you know what I'm thinking of. You know, the Borat. Uh Angela it's... says this isn't spawn related, but I found a Ghostbusters animated t shirt. I saw that and uh as was yes please. Yes please do it. Angela, yes. Buy it, wear it, love it, rock it. Boom. <laughs> Sorry, back to spawn. Um and then he's te- he's he. And that's the one thing I love. You have Billy Kincaid, who's a walking nightmare, is terrified of Spawn. Like he's he's um. It's like uh, Scarecrow being terrified of bats. So thus Batman scares the crap out of him. You know. And then yeah, you had uh, you have another one. They disintegrate these dudes. This one is an entity that pretends to be Elvis. Oh, wasn't that Violator Elvis? Something like that. One, one, uh, no, they, they were plebeian somethings. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. But that was just creepy. Like, I was like, oh, God. But, um, not poor girl. I was like, you know, the God, giant spiders. Um, yeah, but when he tried to strangle the, the little girl again, and then it ends up being one of the Violator's like brothers, I was like, whoa. Yeah, the head that, just splits open. Yeah, it just splits open, revealing a, that demon. I was like, yep, 
It gets, it's almost weird because you're, you're happy. You're seeing Billy Kincaid terrified because you're like, you're a monster. Like, and what I just enjoy is that you have this, this thing. He thinks he doesn't deserve all this. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You know, like he's legit terrified. Did you think you were going to heaven? Because like, no, you know? Yeah. And then on, it's just, again, more, more of Todd, you know, like look at the paneling. It's beautiful. It's not conventional in any way, shape or form, but it's great. Which level of hell would you like to dwell in, Billy? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. I kind of imagined him talking like he's a salesman because he's kind of selling hell. It's just like, it's like, he's like, he's a perverse version of Virgil from Dante's Inferno. It was like, well, let's see. What, what, would you like to be on level two, level three, four, five, six? We don't go to that one level. We don't go to seven, you know, but level eight, that's the one for you, Billy Kincaid. And, and he gives him his own like spawn symbiote. And I'm like, oh, this is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not remember that at all. Yeah, I did because they later on he comes back to fight Spawn and Spawn's like, you? And he's nothing. Always a loser. But, and I was saying to Leo about this, this scene, I'm sorry. I don't know why. He just looks so sad. And it's just so amusing to me. But I think for me, the fact that Alan Moore, for some reason, couldn't say shit. So it just he just says, caca happens. I don't know why. There's something about that really made me laugh. Because he's done so much worse. <laughs> you know? And then this one, Leo, you said this one was one of your favorites, right? The, the Angela uh medieval spawn yeah we got a taste of uh medieval spawn and i definitely like this showing spawn throughout the ages Mm -hmm. yeah it was great now who wrote this is number this is nine right this was uh it's it's neil gaiman he wrote this one okay Mm -hmm. yeah this is the angels and devils of course he did yeah of course he did yeah it's it's in the past and look at look at how well it's being written on scrolls like this is textbook out of sandman right here you know um I have to admit, I have not read Sandman. Leo, if you have not read Gaiman comics, you have to read Gaiman books. They're amazing. Amazing. I I second that. Um, And it's so funny because, like, don't get me wrong, I love Angela and I love Medieval Spawn, but the fact that this issue also introduced who would be one of the best and still most enduring Spawn characters, Cogliostro, was just great. But yeah, look at that. That is that is modest at best. That costume, like you can see when when that went back to Marvel. Like, yeah, we're gonna need to uh, we're gonna need to fix that a little. Edit that. Yeah, we're gonna edit that. You know, I also enjoyed the fact that pretty much Rich. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, again, it's been a while since I read a lot of Spawn. I, I've owned issues one to two seventy five. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of the times the angels were usually shown as women, correct? Yes. You're right. Yeah. That was, that was an interesting choice, you know, but well, you're, you're leaning toward Damon who loves mythology. So you got your Valkyries and such this, I'm sorry. First thing, this was great because you have Cogliostro mentoring spawn and he doesn't even realize it. He's literally like, here, why don't you imagine this, this booze and spawn does it. And he's like, Oh, wonderful. And then that little panel there was still one of my favorites because you have, have Elvis living with the bums in the <laughs> background there. I was like, hey, King, it's, it looks like you got married again. No, sir, not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I was just like, what? 
And then the same thing, like how Cagliostro knows Spawn is Simmons. He even called him that. I'm like, yeah, Mr. Simmons. And he's like, what? How do you know? Like his face is just perfect, you know? And it's hard to show reactions through masks sometimes like that, you know? Yeah, and he um, does it quite masterfully. Yeah, seriously. So, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you got the bureaucracy of heaven. You got to have a permit to hunt hell spawns, Leo. Well, what I loved about this issue is, is I mean, obviously we've been dealing with, with demons, but it definitely, sh you know, obviously with a hell, there has to be a heaven. And, mm -hmm. you know, seeing that, you know, there are those agents at play. You oh, know, yeah. And I don't know what goes on after this, but just to to give that little glimmer of hope that, you know, you know, Spawn, you know, has somebody, you know, close to him that, you know, could assist him. Oh, yeah. Trust me, it's, a, it's, an it's an interesting relationship. And I speak as someone who watched it evolve over the years. Um, yeah, we got the bureaucracy of heaven. Yeah, and they were 30 years, thir well, some, um, well, somewhere between 25 and 30 years of stories. Oh, yeah, so many. Um, now, is, Ozzy, he, is he short? Is Cagliostro short? Because he looks kind of short in here. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah, because he's, he's lifting him up quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, he is. But he's also kind of wearing like a weird robe cape thing. Going. Yeah, but you see his feet hanging in this left panel. Yeah, maybe. But, and then, yep, there's... Yeah, look at that image of Angela right there. That's incredible. Yeah, look at that, artistically yeah, it speaking. It feels very Valkyrie-like. It's very Valkyrie-inspired. Yeah. Oh, totally. I think that's exactly what they were going for. You know, and you can understand, you can understand how that fit in when they brought and when Gaiman brought Angela over to Marvel, you can understand how that would fit into the world of like Thor and stuff. I mean, she looks straight out of like Norse mythology with that shit. Oh, yeah. Um, I think the thing I enjoy is that is that Angela was a cocky hunter. She really thought like, oh, I've killed a couple of Hellspawn and this is going to be easy. He's new. But he's but Spawn surprised her, you know, like he really caught her off guard. It's just, again, he's so inexperienced. Like I was like, yeah, you don't touch a magical weapon. You have no idea what it is. Like, come on, dude. And Cagliostro even said that. He was like, yeah, don't touch that thing. And nope. Well, you know, they, they don't always do the correct thing. And uh, that that's great to see, too, in a comic book, because the hero has to sometimes learn yeah. lessons. It's true. So uh, I was telling Leo this uh, before, Rich, but... There, a lot of the later editions, like this one has it, but a lot of later editions actually didn't print uh, issue 10 because the writer of it, um, Dave Sim, who created uh, Cerberus, who is a okay. well-known independent character, uh, made of that request. So he was simply honoring that. I don't know why. I mean, I, I love this issue. When I met Todd, I actually had four issues I brought for him, which was issues one to three of Spawn and then this for him to sign. Um, it's just great. I mean, it, it's a wonderful issue, I think, about, it's a, an issue that's really prevalent to, to image, you know? Um, yeah, that's a good point, Angela. Like, this is about ownership and creatorship of comics. You know, you have the hooded creators bound by their the legalese, and then you have the characters they created trapped, you know, not free. It's just, uh, it was a really scary kind of moment. I think the other great moment is, moving forward you see um him superman yeah. is talking to spawn you know so it's just crazy like you're getting encouragement from the first son you know he was one of the first original uh characters of dc he wasn't the first he was one of um but yeah it's just such a weird issue though like what did you guys think going back to it leo well i 
it, it certainly threw me for a loop. You know, uh, seeing like all the hands, I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. And then it just dawned on me. And then having, uh, you know, even, you know, with all those iconic characters, just with just the subtle amount of art, you could easily tell who they were. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just like Superman saying, you know, I'm giving you all my powers. And to think of all these characters given, you know, spawn all their powers and he becomes like godlike and he still, you know, had no effect. I mean, yeah. and I striked no effect, none. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, what the fuck? I mean, it's just... And and the for me the chilling moment was this when he's just sitting there, in the thing and he just says doomsday. I'm like, oh my god, like great. Look, and okay, that was crazy robe too. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and then this was just like I mean, you want to talk about making like a a, a heated um, kind of criticism to comics? I mean, that's justice. And it spawns heart versus money, you know, and the violator is in a dress made of dollar bills. Like, it's just, oh, man, there's so much to unpack here, you know, but it's just great. And it, it was, again, because Spawn touched the staff and he got zapped away to some, I don't know, other world, it works, you know, because then the next issue, they're right back in the alley. So, you know, they did they, 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 the, the, oh, it was only a dream. So... Um, well, well, to think of, you know, and I don't know what they, they went through, but, you know, for the artist to, for Todd, uh, Todd to, uh, to draw this and, and to, um, sort of like speak, you know, against, you know, the, the, um, the big corporations, you know, where, where, you know, they're stealing their property and, and, and whatnot, just to, mm -hmm. to, to voice that through his art is, is just, it's bold. Yeah. And, and to think what they went through back then, you know, I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sure things are not that well now, but, you know, to, to know that like at that time, the mass exodus from Marvel and for them to actually like have a home to, to bring their passion and, and, you know, have their passion rewarded. Um, mm -hmm. it, it was just a crazy time. It was, it definitely was. And then you have, you know, you have... yeah, this got a little weird for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if you don't know Cerebus, like uh, for me, it, it was a little strange because the best part is essentially, which like is, is that Cerebus is there walking him and then he basically takes him like it took me. It's really sad. It took me years to realize what exactly this was. And I was just like, oh, my God, he, he brought him to Todd's house because that's his daughter, Cyan. Like the whole thing. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. How like crazy that is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's Todd. I mean, no offense. The million hockey, the million hockey cards kind of gives it away because Todd is a notorious collector. Um, yeah, the whole thing, like that, that whole thing. And, and it was just wonderful. And then, you know, it just kind of ends like it's the perfect kind of thing that you can just see is, yeah, it's just a really weird fucking dream, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, this one, which is even funnier. I don't know if either one got to read this one. Uh, this is all that's written by Frank Miller. So this is when Frank Miller was still good, you know, cause we're not going to go with that now. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um like this story was awesome to me uh, uh just yeah <laughs> especially like i was like what are we dreaming about it's like a talking aardvark they're like man you gotta lay off the booze buddy like god damn calm down 
Um, and then this whole thing is a giant, it's like, it's a gang war, you know, with the bums caught in the middle of it. And yeah, look at that. And Spawn is just like, oh, I'm done with y'all. Like, like, again, somebody blows a goddamn hole through him and he's just like, you idiots. You know, it was just, it was great. Come into his own power wise. Oh, totally. But, oh my God. But it's still so early in the story. Like we're we're not even talking about just people like in the general of hell or Yeah, exactly. Like it's but you know what I like about it? It's just again such a simple story. Like, you know, and he realizes like I can't take each one of you on, so I'm just gonna pitch you against each other. You know, that's what you want. Like you guys are clearly, you know, your war your your warring gangs, you know, you're literally too alike to think. And I, what I enjoy is Spawn does his thing, right? Um, yeah, Spawn does his thing, like the creeps or whatever the hell the other team was, where he does his thing and, and they believe his magic is a hologram. They're like, oh, yeah, no, this can't be magic. This is science. And I'm like, what kind of city is this where you have well-armed techno geeks blowing chunks out of each other and nobody's going to be like, um, where are your parents? Hmm. Like, like, again, look at this. This is great. Like you don't, you don't need to, we. And then you know the weird, crazy thing is, if this was the age, we would waste so many panels showing all of that. You don't need to know it. It's just they obviously shoot the shit out of each other, you know. And then the next panel, look at that bloodbath. Exactly. But to me, this is one of my favorite endings of a Spawn comic because of what Al says to him. He's like, "Hey, big guy, let's play Alien." I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, like I was like, "Okay, well, I'm done." So I don't know how far. How I like again. I've read all of these, so I could talk about them forever. I don't know how far you either of you got. So I didn't go past ten. Yeah, same here. Okay, well, uh, we can stop then, because after because twelve and thirteen will go into we finally discover who really killed Al, leading to a confrontation. So you know, Rich, you probably read it ages ago. Leo, I'm gonna read know. it. Add it to the queue, buddy. Yeah. Well, I, I have the compendium now. And uh, for anybody interested in getting the compendium, I do have a link in the show notes up above or down below. Uh, I think Amazon has it on sale for 53 bucks right now. Nice. Absolutely. Nice. So, yeah, Spawn, a nice revisit to the 1990s of when uh, a little company that could actually threatened both DC and Marvel, you know? Absolutely. And, and, yeah, and most crossover independent of all time. Yep. And still going. And uh, I would also like to recommend to anyone of readers, if you want, if you liked what you read of the Frank Miller thing, Frank did do a crossover with Batman um, that I believe Todd drew as well, uh, that Frank wrote. Um, I like it. I don't know how I feel about it. I liked it when I read it. Now I reread it. I find issues with Frank Miller's Batman, but that's, again, my opinions about yeah. Frank Miller. Um, still uh, great. Uh, yeah. Jeremy's asking how many issues in the compendium. It looks like 50. So a collect mm -hmm. spawn number one through 50. Uh, Jeremy, just to give frame reference, the most recent number is 319. So, yeah, the compendiums probably be about 50 a pop. So the first two compendiums would be about issues 1 to 100. So you get all of the of the, the early greats. Capullo, um, McFarlane, Silvestri, Tony Daniel did some artwork for it for a while. Um, you get all the great issues, but primarily fans of New 52 Batman, this is where your boy learned how to draw dark and creepy shit. This is where Greg Capullo made a name for himself, was being one of the de facto 
spawn artist and when he stopped being one of the regular ones everybody he then was just the spawn cover artist which i think he was doing god he was up to like issues through i want to say through 200s up to almost 300 maybe yeah so wow word yeah it's a great series very cool thank you Daps. So I guess we got to do the crowbars. We so. do. And Jeremy says, I uh, was just uh, hoping for like one to 200 for 50, <laughs> LOL. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe one day, Jeremy. Yeah. Amazon used. There we go. Yep. Hey, you get some good deals with that. Yeah. Actually, uh, if you speak to Justin, uh, who is also on a network, he has a place next to him that says uh, Half Price Books. So uh, hey. yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how many locations they have, but... Might be worth to uh, to inquire. Worth yeah. traveling for to save a buck. Oh, totally. Yep. Yeah. For or, some quality or... stories. Yeah. So, crowbar time. So, um, who's going first? Since this was uh, your uh, poll. My book. Yeah. All right. Um, again, I there are very few books. I'm still going to give five stars ratings. So, I'm going to give this about... I want to say 4.5, 4.6 crowbars. Again, you cannot argue, uh, even criticize that Tom McFarlane is a great storyteller, his artwork and everything. Yes, it's very dated, but it's still great. And honestly, if Spawn is the thing that he's remembered for the most in comics, totally worth it. Honestly, cannot stop recommending that to anybody. This is one of the best. Awesome. Then. I'm going to agree with him. I'm going to say 4.5 as well. Um, the art, the storyline, the blood, the gore, uh, the pacing, um, all great stuff. Uh, not perfect, but, um, you know, clearly is told the history of time and uh, Spawn has persevered. So can't go wrong. Well, you know what? I, I'm I'm going to even it out. It's 4.5 as well. Absolutely loved it. And, uh, you know, I should have read this a long time ago. Uh, you know, I was an idiot for not continuing uh, mm-hmm. to, to read Spawn when it first came out because this was my era. You know, yeah. it, it's like you saw earlier. I was fresh out of high school and uh, yeah, I, I was uh, ready to kill some snakes. Ready God to... damn it. I was just, God damn it, Rich. <laughs> I, had, I was going to say that. I, no, actually, it's Leo. So listen, the yeah. best advice I can give you is. Less snakes, more spawn. Less snakes, more spawn. Yeah, actually, go. back then that's when I decided to move into the uh, the Crystal Mall here in Waterford. I was I, I was a mall dweller for uh, for most of the nineties. They they're called mall rats, buddy. Mall rats, yeah, but it was yeah. yeah. I I uh... <laughs> look for the sailboat. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, never mind. I, I, I was just reminiscing about another story, but that's for another time. Mm-hmm. And, another, and another dimension. <laughs> Welcome to the dorkening. So, Drew, where do you like people interacting with you on these socials? Oh, none of them. But uh, for those uh, who want to see if they can keep in touch with me, I'm Drew Mallow on Facebook, Ghostbusters 1984 on Instagram. Um, I'm here on the Dorkening. I do splash pages with these two uh, comic book nincompoops, and I do the Spectacular Sal with Chris. Um, I work for Screen Rant. I'm a writer. I'm also um, going to start as a hiring associate for them. So I'm everywhere there. Uh, my other podcast, Strange Little Worlds, we're coming back. It's a true crimes, uh, supernatural stories uh, podcast that'll be out. That'll be back soon. 
Um, and I'm doing a project for Chris. I'm very busy, so please, no drama. And if you have a deal, oh, it better be good. Well, if you need a home for that podcast, uh, you, you always have a home here on the network. I can give you a hosting and all that, but we can Sweet. chat. Uh, Velvet Joker. Good evening. Good evening. Yes. Um, Facebook, I am Rich Davis, uh, known as formerly the CT Joker. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at uh, Velvet Joker 2021. And uh, other than that, you can catch me here every Tuesday night. Every once in a while, you might catch me on the Dorkening regular, but always on the splash. awesome uh and uh yeah for me just google leo pond you find a bunch of stuff could be true could be not i'm not gonna say which is which but more importantly i want you to follow these awesome people drew and rich just nicest people i ever meet and uh you know we do have a special dorkening tomorrow uh we have special guests you're hearing it here uh jj cohen from back to the future will be popping in for a little bit during the dorkening show uh, but yeah, I do a bunch of shows on the network. Uh, Mondays, I do the Creator Spotlight. Tuesdays, I do Splash Pages. Wednesdays, I produce a show for the Still Token Deads. Uh, Still Token with guys uh, over at Token Dead. And uh, then I do the Dorkening here. And we I will be doing another show on Tuesdays uh, with uh, Dave Russo, comedian in the Northeast here. He's going to be putting together a show uh, that he wants me to beat a monkey behind the keyboard on. So... Uh, Yes, look for How that. How do you find the time for all these shows? Man? I just, I have a very understanding wife, and it's, uh, yeah. Still Monday to Wednesday, Leo? Still Monday to Wednesday. Oh, he's cramming a lot of stuff in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, with that, all we'll right. catch you guys later. Bye. Yeah. Bye. No snakes. <laughs>